Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Like Honestly. This is Erica. And I'm Mariah. And today we are, so we thought it would be good to kick off the podcast with something that is juicy for everyone. If you are married, single, in a long-term, long-distance, any kind of relationship, sex is interesting. (laughs) We all love sex. (laughs) We all love talking about sex. This is our like disclaimer that no dads are allowed right now. So no dads, no coworkers. No, nobody we know (laughs) that we haven't talked about sex with. If you know us, um, and you're listening to this, you should just go ahead, go to the next episode, but then still recommend this to people that we don't know. Mm -hmm. They can listen and enjoy it. But not and if you. you choose to like ignore our warnings, then just know that what happens at the podcast stays at the podcast, and you don't look at me different, and you don't, don't talk, talk to me to about me this. <laughs> don't bring this up at work. Like <laughs> we're not. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> don't be weird. <laughs> All right, so we are still trying to get the hang of this and figure out like how we want the show flow to go and all of that. Um, but I decided that today we're going to kick off with a, a bit of a, a question. I'm going to ask Mariah a question. So uh, it came to mind because we were talking one day about a friend of ours that we'd known for, for quite a while. Um, and it's, it's really none of our business, but we were wondering aloud if this person was still a virgin. Uh, and so... <laughs> The question, the question that came to mind is, Mariah, if you had a friend that was, you know, openly honest with you about still being a virgin and it was a big pain point for them in this scenario, we're going to say it's a guy because, you know, you are into dudes. Um, and (laughs) so he's like, Mariah, I am still a virgin. I, uh, I just. I don't want to embarrass myself the first time I'm going to have sex. I need you to help me out. Would you do it? So he actually came to me and asked me for help. Okay. So, I mean, this would have to be if I was in a relationship or not. So obviously if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Oh, But hypothetically, whoever this person asks and if it happened to me me and I was single, I feel like... I could take one for the team. Like, really? I do. I think it really depends on the relationship with that person though. And, um, like how comfortable you felt about your friendship and knowing that it wouldn't be ruined. So if there was like any sort of flirting or like hinting that that person might just be trying to like get with you and it would be weird, then I don't think so. But if he was just like, dude, I'm struggling. Like what's a vagina feel like? Like, (laughs) you know, in 40 year old virgin where he's like describing how boobs feel and like, they feel like sandbags. Like if somebody started doing that in front of me, I'd be like, dude, they don't feel like sandbags. (laughs) Like take a feel and then you can accurately describe them better. So you don't embarrass yourself in front of your friends. Okay. so. (laughs) that part okay that part I can get on board with sure but okay so here's my my follow-up question so you're saying like even if uh, till this point 
you're single, he's single, all that crap out of the way. To this point, you have not had any sexual attraction to him. You you could still do it. I mean, if it's going to, I mean, well, if he's a virgin, it's going to be like a quick, like, you know, it's just going to be a two second thing. I don't need to be into it. I don't need to get anything out of it. I'm just helping a friend out. <laughs> it's different. Wow. If he's like, it's different if he's like, hey, I've like been with somebody before, but I don't think she finished. Like, how do I get a girl to finish? Will you help me out? Like, mm, nope, sorry, can't do that. Uh, yeah, and there's there's other ways to help a help a guy out for that. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm all about like a good description. Like, I sold. Oh, Mariah, I wish I wish that you. Oh, yeah, that's a story for we gotta talk about that. Sorry, I started talking over her, but she said she used to sell sex toys, <laughs> so she is the expert, which is why I'm uh, I'm throwing throwing this question at her. But I <laughs> I was about to say. I wish you watched Friends because there's a there's a perfect scene for this where Monica draws a sketch of a woman for Chandler and she's like, okay, these are the seven erogenous zones. And Chandler's like, there are seven. <laughs> I don't even know that most women would know that. And I have to say I'm not the expert because I don't know the seven zones. I, I know. Every single time I see that, I'm like, okay, I think this could be interpreted differently per the woman. <laughs> Obviously. You're like, okay, one, yep, got it. Two, uh-huh, yep, mm, three, after a couple drinks, maybe, yeah. but I don't think I can get to seven. Well, and then one of them is like toes. <laughs> and, and no, no! I got it. Okay, I got it. I'm going to find the episode and you. I'm going to ask you to just watch that one scene of that episode because I think you would really enjoy it. I feel like this might be a turning point that is like going to make you really happy, but... I feel like I should just watch Friends because I already feel a little bit embarrassed that you called me out on our first episode that I don't watch Friends. So, and I feel like that's going to happen a lot. So I might just have to give it to you. I know. I appreciate it. And I will say you put up a valiant, valiant, is that a word? A large, a massive. You put up up a good fight. Uh, It's been, I've been. You put in a valiant effort. Uh, It's been many years that I've been trying to get you to watch Friends. Or like we would be laying in bed at your dad's house in like that little box TV with like the VCR attached to it was like to our left. So we'd both get like, (laughs) you know. All right. That's all right. Dad's dad's coworkers. um, Anyone else who could make this awkward? This is your last chance to get the fuck out of here because now I'm about to ask. All right, Mariah. Um, just kind of diving deeper into just, I, okay. So overall where I'm trying to go with this conversation is just, I, I think Rob and I, and, uh, among some of my other friends, this has just been a reoccurring topic recently, um, around just general, like sex education, not kind of in like this, in the straightforward sense like what you actually learned about it but just um how you learned about this shit growing up and like what how that actually resulted in how you developed your like sexuality um I think that's really really important and I think it for both guys and girls but especially for girls I think it's so important to know uh 
actually know real information and have it be talked about in like a comfortable way from the get-go. Uh, but we'll get into that. I don't know about you, but I've literally never had any kind of like formal quote unquote like sex education. So in well, I took like a lot of biology classes in high school, like knowing that I wanted to be in the medical field. So I don't know if my education is a fair comparison. Also like New York versus Texas, like what the requirements were, but, um, I like, we touched on it in health class and, but it was more like, okay, don't get pregnant. This is how you don't get pregnant and don't get an STD. And this is how you don't get an STD. Right. And basically it's like, it all came down to like, wear a condom, love your partner. Right. Or it's like, um, Everything else that I've heard from other people is usually like, don't have sex. If you have sex, these, it's like that scene in Mean Girls. Don't have sex. You will get an STD and you will die. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, pro- this is going to be interesting to hear the differences because I don't think that we've ever really like talked about this too much other than our own personal experiences, but like our outside experiences of like how it came about because you're in a very different area than what I grew up in. Like you're in religious, like Bible belt, baby, David till marriage. And then I'm in like, we run from cops in cornfields because we're partying at 15. Like it's different. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like I did not get a formal education or like formal, real life. I feel like I definitely got textbook, um, do's and don'ts, but I don't think that I ever got like real life scenarios. And it was all about things that like made you scared, like getting raped, getting, um, drugged at a party, not wearing a condom, getting pregnant while you're drunk. Like, and all of those, all of those scenarios that they lay out for you and, you know, media, magazines, from your parents, from like, I don't know, whoever, your role model, I don't know, whoever is like passing this information down. It's all of those scenarios also are in like very black and white terms. So it's like, you're passed out. You cannot literally give consent because you are not conscious and someone has sex with you. Like that is very clear uh scenario where it's like oh that's not cool um but there's so much that happens in the there were never like yeah there were never the conversations of like okay one day you're gonna have a boyfriend you're gonna be making out and then he's gonna feel your boob and then you're gonna feel his crotch and then like what's gonna happen from there and And they're never like those yeah and I and I do think I don't know how much of that is on the schools um that's I think putting a lot on like a teacher to have to teach all yeah. of the like in between bullshit and but that's where I think the heavy load really falls on parents and like I sorry mom sorry dad but I didn't get that from them either it just wasn't it's like that kind of topic is really not talked about um even today like, like we're two grown women and it was like very very rarely touched upon and so um if you can't even have those open conversations from the get-go, it becomes really hard as you get older and you're encountering these in like uh, scenarios 
it's really hard to then suddenly feel comfortable like going to your parent and being like, hey, this thing happened. I don't really know. Or like my boyfriend said this thing to me or this guy said this thing to me or, you know, oh, mom, this really embarrassing thing happened. I don't know what to do. Those are really hard to say when you don't already have that relationship built. Yeah. Um, I grew up like mostly being raised by my dad, like full time. And my mom, um, was like, you know, had like a mom, but like friend role. Mm -hmm. And she always made it known that I could talk to her about anything and like ask her any question, but like what 14 year old or 15 year old who's like learning different things and feeling different things in their body. Like, Hey mom, how do I make that tingling in my pants? Stop. Yeah. Like it's never, it's never going to be something that I think a teenager would bring up. I think that it needs to be brought up to them, but also in a way that's not going to make them go, mom, stop talking about that. Like, that's so gross. Stop talking about that. And that brings up a really good question because like Rob and I were talking about this and like, even, you know, he, when the time came for his dad to talk to him about sex I I don't even remember what the actual like scenario was about but like him and his dad had a really great like relationship and even even he was still like oh it was the worst experience ever it's just humiliating and so I think that's something that I think about a lot is like it's not it's I think it has to do with the overall relationship that you have with your kids but it's like what is the best way to actually like have that open relationship because like you said even with your mom like your mom was the like such a cool mom and or was is (laughs) and uh but you know like during those years especially even then it's still weird yeah even now it's so weird she's like ask questions about dates or like living scenarios and I'm like mom stop like I'm a virgin I'm (laughs) gonna be a virgin until I'm 40 and I give you a grandbaby but yeah I I don't know what the right answer is to that but I do know that it is something that needs to be addressed because you were saying like how do we learn like what do what did we do personally well I like went online Mm -hmm. like what else do you do I'm like I mean me and I remember like having like a girl's sleepover and we were like a penis look like so (laughs) it's like we're gonna you know and then we came across this stuff that like we shouldn't be seeing at that age because of what we were searching but I will say that that seeing those things kind of set the tone for me to like be like okay maybe I need to be super slutty like maybe that's what is expected of me to have sex is to be like super slutty the first time I have sex so not that I was like having sex with like a ton of people but it's like the porn industry and things, resources that kids do have available to them are not accurate. I mean, we know that even as adults now that like, you know, what happens in porn isn't what happens in real life for the most part, like on a regular basis. But you don't know that even, I think even kids today who, I mean, like we grew up, I I remember having a computer from like probably some of my earliest memories, but it wasn't anything like what kids, you know, kids are having connected devices of their own, whether that's um, even, you know, an iPad touch that has internet. I don't know if that's a thing, but like I, like my sister had her own iPad, like years ago before she had a phone and like she had her first iPhone 
well right. before I had a, any kind of phone. Mine was whatever, not the point, but it's just like, they have so, yeah, they, <laughs> they have like so much information at their fingertips. And, but if, to your point, if they're out there searching the types of things that they would be searching for, they're, they're going to get a very distorted view on things, I think, because I, I think mm-hmm. we're starting to get there, but we're not quite as transparent about how things really are. Um, and, and I think that extends out and there's a lot of branches to that. Like one is porn for sure. Um, but others, like I was listening to this other podcast, uh, one of Rob's friends has a podcast, uh, and they were talking about, um, how men are almost like programmed to want the chase like they love the chase of wanting a girl that they can't have and winning her over because that's what that's the whole storyline of all the like classic movies all the bond movies the like uh, even like back to the future like all the movies. like cavemen stories like yeah it's but then in the movies the show whatever they get the girl and that's the end they never show the relation, the actual relationship. So men mm-hmm. are like, not even consciously, just subconsciously picking up this plot line of, oh, this is the really exciting part. And then yeah. they lose interest because that's that actual relationships aren't exciting. And I think, well, sorry, Rob. No, that's, that's not what I meant. But <laughs> they are, they're so exciting. For the best. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Life is so exciting with you, Rob. <laughs> love you so much <laughs> but but you know they are work like as they go on that is their fucking work and yeah. I think you and that I think is like something that's so important too of course like high schoolers middle schoolers they never listen to this shit I think like every parent tries to tell their mom but like you every every relationship in high school is like so important and everything is like the end all be all like oh Oh. my world is ending I found while you're speaking of this I found the most blackmail thing ever oh no when I was moving just recently from you and it's like talking I don't okay I'll think of the name but we don't have to say the name but wait you sent me like it's printed on like computer paper of a conversation it, from AIM. I was going to say, your, AIM conversation? Yes. Woo! Your screen name is still like the, to my favorite liar from um, oh. that song. Oh, boy. Spelled wrong, by the way. Is and, favorite spelled wrong? <laughs> yep. F-A-V-O-R-I-T. And um, it's okay. We'll give it to you. The E was silent. But <laughs> you're like, Talk, this guy is such a douchebag to you. He's like giving you these one word responses, but then he's just like, Hey baby, I care about you so much, baby. And you're like, Oh, thanks so much. That means so much to me because I just really needed to hear that today. Like you always know what to say and when to say it. And I was like, Erica, he didn't say anything. Like this guy's such a tool bag. But then like you hand wrote in the side of it, like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I feel like he could be such a good boyfriend but I just can't tell my mom about him because he's a year older than me see okay and that's the girl hang up is that it's always like oh in the movie okay going back to like the movies it's like 
the guy for the girl from the girl's perspective it's like the guy is always an asshole but he's so charming and he has potential and then he changes his mind he changes his attitude and he becomes such a good guy and so it's like like, what can I do to make him want me more yeah and so that's like the whole like I I won't speak for every girl but like I have that mentality big time where I was like constantly chasing guys that were charming but didn't give a shit about me and I was just like oh but they have potential that's me I'm a fixer in relationships like in the past and I won't speak for every relationship because I don't want anybody to take offense and this doesn't apply to every relationship I've been in but I'm like a fixer so I'm often drawn to like a narcissistic or like somebody who doesn't give me attention and I like try to suck the attention out of them because I'm like I know you're capable of giving me attention I know you're capable of being so charming behind closed doors but you're just an asshole in front of everybody else but it's okay because I can fix you and like that's so unhealthy especially looking back at like 15 16 year old me that was in like I would say fairly toxic or like I don't want to use the word abusive, but like borderline emotionally abusive that like really brought down my self-esteem in like such unnecessary ways. And then you use things like sex and your body to bring up your self-esteem again without realizing it. Like you can analyze it now. Yeah. When we're 16, we're not doing that. Exactly. Because it's like when they're horny, when they want your like attention they want you to come over then all of a sudden it's like they're being that person that you always saw they could be mm-hmm. it's like, but it's so and I know that you've experienced this like especially when I was in college uh I would be so hung up on these guys that were like it was like I'm sure from your I know from your perspective and I was like sharing you so like sending you screenshots uh, doing the same shit I was always doing. Apparently, I went from aim sharing aim conversations to sending screenshots, but selling screenshots. Yeah, and you're just like Erica. What are you like? You are an idiot. But it was seriously, and like looking back, I'm like, wow. Like, what? What on earth? Like, it was literally so clear. But in the moment, I really didn't see it. I think that's what's interesting too about like you and I is like. We have the difference of like long-term, like I've always pretty much been in like a fairly long-term thing, whereas you did the casual dating, which like I didn't understand as much. Like I didn't understand like casual or like having two people, like not like constant, but like somebody that you kind of go like back and forth with. Like I never really resonated with that. So I'd always just be like, Erica, what the fuck are you doing? And then you'd be like, Mariah, have some goddamn fun. Like (laughs) (laughs) we were like never on the same page with that. But like, I think both are fairly unhealthy. Like both of what we did is fairly, or like should at least be brought to people's attention. Like, Hey, you can be like this person, you can be that person, or you can like be somewhere in the middle and it's okay. But like, just dig deeper and like figure out what, personality traits as this person bringing out in you yeah because I was just gonna say I think the common denominator between all of these issues that we talked about 
Um, especially, especially when you are young and like sex is just coming, not even sex, even when relationships are starting to come into the picture, which for me, I was boy crazy, even like in elementary school. So, and you know, in like in middle schools, when I started having like quote unquote boyfriends and they would last like two weeks and that was a really big deal. Uh, but you know, even at that time, those things are, uh, all relate back to, having good, really solid self-confidence, which is so, so hard at that age. Um, But it's so important because I think it is, I actually think it is fine if you want to be, uh, you are just a long-term relationship girl like you were, or if you want to date around and date a bunch of guys like I did. Uh, I think both of those things, I actually, you know, I think both of those things are perfectly fine, just depending on what, who you come across and uh, just your personality and your lifestyle and like all of those things. But the most important part is being able to have a really, really good grasp on who you are. And I think I can now look back and identify certain periods of my life where I did that. I felt really, you know, I like, I felt like I really knew who I was what I wanted. And, you know, there were certainly guys that I was like, nah, you ain't it, bro. And, and that was it. And then there was some guys that just really, really fucked me up. And there are, and I think especially towards the end of college, there was like a series of them, like right back to back. And they were also similar and that like had a really long-term effect on me, I think in like, in coming back to finding myself and, figuring out that I absolutely can tell guys to go fuck themselves because there are a million of them. Can uh, we go back to like that chain of people and like, can we just tell them from me right now, if they're listening, Hey, go fuck yourselves because I hate dude, you on Erica's behalf. <laughs> dude. And like now, especially I think before this year, I was able to look at those people and like really see like, who I've become versus who they've become. And I was like, wow. Yeah. If, if for whatever reason this had ever worked out with any of these people, wow, that's bad. Like, I really don't like who they are, what they stand for. And, uh, and then especially with 2020, just kind of revealing as much as it has. And I think you're really seeing what people are about and it just, uh, doesn't work. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. But going back to like, you know, now it's easy for us to look back on those things and like find ourselves and pick apart where we kind of like went wrong or where maybe things should have been done differently. But like even relationships aside, being a teenager and being 16 or even 22 is just such a confusing time to like try to figure out who you are because there's so many like societal expectations, like you have to go to college. You have to get a good job. You should buy a house. You should probably settle down by now. It's like, blah, like, I don't even, I'm like, not even, I don't know. I'm turning, what am I turning? 29? I don't know. Yeah. 29 <laughs> this summer. And like, I feel like I'm just figuring those things out about myself. Dude. And it yes. took a lot of like quite literal blood, sweat and tears to get here. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a conversation I think I'm seeing more of uh, recently in recent years where it's just like, you can't 
compare yourself in any aspect to someone else, just because like you went down a certain path, like, let's say like you went down, uh, you decided you wanted to be a, I don't know, a teacher. And like, you started, you did the school, you got the job, you did a couple of years, you fucking hated it. It made you miserable. And now you have to start over and figure out something else just to save your own sanity. Like, I think that is, there shouldn't be any shame in that. There shouldn't be any shame in like now. Okay. So yeah, like you're going to change careers. Now you want to be, I don't know, in real estate, you want to be in marketing, you want to, whatever you want to be a doctor. Like that shit takes time to like build and grow and be like successful in those things. And, And that can apply to any aspect of your life. And like, there shouldn't be any shame in figuring out the, what you're meant to do or like what makes you happy and like not, and just like not just because you're not on the right like quote unquote like time or track time frame time track you're not doing it at the same time timeline hey there it is (laughs) time track you're too boy crazy in third grade to learn the real word for timeline (laughs) Uh, yeah i can speak to a time where you kiss somebody underneath the slide in third grade like i'm not even sure if it was a kiss but you know, you were pretty proud of that. And I think you're still a little bit proud of that. So, hey, that must have been timeline day. Timeline, timeline day. <laughs> I was doodling names in my notebook. I, I, so this reminds, this always reminds me of, cause I absolutely was boy crazy, like pretty much always. And, uh, when my grandpa was living with my dad and there was one day I was in like fifth grade, sixth grade, maybe. And I don't remember he was, you know, you know, you know, but for, you know, future listeners, uh, he was just very old school, very, very old school and very old. Somewhat senile. Yeah. He was old and like, not totally with it. Uh, but one day he said something, we fought a lot. Cause I, you know, I was 12. And, you know, and that was, they say like your teenage years, I was like, when you get really bitchy, you know, I did, I started getting really bitchy when I was like 11, 12. Yep, um, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so he and I butt heads a lot. And one day he said something to me that made me mad and he just kept following me around the house. And so I just left and I went over to our neighbor's house and she was out with like some of our other neighbor friends. They were, and they were all older and they were like jumping on her trampoline. So, and I just walked over there. I walked to the backyard and I just sat on the swing set and I was just watching them. Like I wasn't hanging out with them. I didn't get on the trampoline with them. I was just watching them just to get I wonder away. They thought we were so weird. <laughs> I know. Well, it wasn't weird. Cause I was like, uh, I wasn't getting babysat over there anymore, but like, it was that time where Hannah and I would like hang out sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, I'm like sitting on the swing and, you know, grandpa walked really slow. So event, you know, 10 minutes later, he finds me, he hobbles over there and he finds me and I like run back over the house and I'm super pissed. And then my mom, like an hour later, my mom comes to picks me up after work and <laughs> he's like, he's like, pulls my mom aside to have a serious talk with her. And he's like, has Erica started her period yet? Because she's really boy crazy. Oh no. And my mom was like, excuse me. <laughs> that is oh. none of your business. You do not need to be asking. <laughs> but I was always super pissed about that. Cause I was like, I am not boy crazy, but I was. <laughs> yeah. I would say that both of us were to some extent. I think that you started a little bit earlier, but 
Okay. So my, my closing thoughts, would you change anything? Ooh. I mean, yeah, I think I, uh, I think like all the things that I did or went through or didn't do, like said yes to said no to definitely helped me to like get to where I am today and figure out who I am. But like looking back, of course you can be like, Oh, that was a mistake. Or like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, maybe that, like that person that wanted to date me, but I thought that they were a total dork, like could have given them the time of day. Like, and that would have made them a nicer person or (laughs) I don't know. I think, I don't think that I would, there's anything like major that I would change. Yeah. What about you? Well, so strangely enough, especially like you, you knowing who this person was and like all the weird and shitty things that ended up happening. But like, I think in terms of like when I lost my virginity, how I did it, like all those things, like I, I felt like I was in a really good place. Like I never, not for one second ever, even after finding out all like the weird lies and stuff, uh, I never regretted it. I'd always felt like it was my decision and I never felt pressured and all that. Uh, strangely enough though, I think there were definitely times later on just in dating relationships, sex, like the whole, in every aspect, uh, especially like in college that I think I would have, I would have changed. I would have maybe stuck up for myself more or like just been more, I, I, the only word I can think of is like been more pigheaded about it mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I don't want to, I like, I'm always the, everyone knows me as being the bitchy one. Like, I don't want to be the bitchy one. Right. Like, kind of like getting into that stuff. But I think some of that stuff, uh, looking back, like as you're older, it's like, nah, that's not being bitchy. That's just like having, knowing yourself and having boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think uh, along with the self-confidence thing, like goes hand in hand with knowing your boundaries and no matter what those boundaries are, like literally no matter where they are, like that is perfectly okay. I agree. Okay. So I think we're going to wrap up here for today. Um, I think maybe this, there's obviously a ton of legs to this conversation, um, a lot of areas that we could dig into. And I think maybe <laughs> we we had a lot of stuff that was maybe a little raunchier than we ended up getting into. Um, but like we mentioned before, there is, I think it's really interesting. And like one of my favorite things uh, when Mariah was selling sex toys, uh, what a, that was super fun to like learn about and talk about. And she had some really good stories and some good people that she met uh, while doing it. And so I think that's at least one area that we can be digging into in future episodes. What do you think? Definitely. So, and that will be add to like kind of our level of raunch that we were referring to, because I mean, there's a sense of like things that are funny and like we consider to be raunchy and entertaining but it's also um okay for instance like an orgasm like that's a little bit raunchy it's a little bit spicy to talk about out loud to somebody who's like not your partner even for some people to for somebody who's their partner like the big o is like super intimidating well there's like there's so much that we can talk to talk about 
with that that's raunchy, but also like educational, which is what I feel like our previous conversation, like this whole episode has kind of been, you know, a little bit educational and like, where do we go from here and how do we address the raunchy in an educational way? Yeah, I think this was a good, I think this was like a good like foundation, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like this is empowering and I want this to, I want us to always feel empowered and I want us to be able to empower, um, which is kind of like the mindset that I used when I was doing my sex toy parties. And it was amazing, like the level of anal and orgasms and like BDSM stuff that I talked about, but also like those same women would then talk to me about like, how do I let my partner know that I'm into this? Or like 45-year-old women coming to me and thanking me for teaching them how to have their first orgasm. Like, uh, you're welcome. Like, go get it, girl. You should have been doing this for the last like 30 years, but go get it. So yeah. So I think there's a whole level of raunch and empowerment and entertainment lying ahead. Yeah. I mean, I from the, I went to like one or two of those parties with you and like, seriously, so impressed with like how you were able to like navigate it in such a like fun, but educational, but like very casual way. And so that's why I think like, this is such a good topic uh, for like future episodes. And also like, this is just basically us having a conversation. So sometimes we're going to get uh, maybe into a little bit of a territory that we didn't intention or initially intend to go. But I still think this was a good conversation. Like I said, I think this is a good basis, a really good uh, like things that I wish I knew way back when. Um, and also but, dad don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, yes, please. <laughs> so uh, definitely more to come here. Um, of course, if there are things that you guys want to talk about uh you have your own experiences that you want to share um please reach out to us on uh instagram it's at like honestly pod and uh feel free to leave us a review on itunes yay we can't wait to hear from you we really appreciate and love feedback so um an open conversation obviously so Yay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, tune in for the next episode. Where episode talking- number two about number two. <laughs> Get it. Get it. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we will, or you can catch us on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.